Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie. So, up this hour we have our music show, just the classics. But first, join us for a live recording of Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, September twenty second, and this is Here in Taiwan, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. And in the studio we have Shirley Lin, hello, Paula Chow, hello, and I am Natalie So. And a special hello if you're watching live on our RTI Facebook page. Do feel free to leave comments. We'll be reading the comments throughout the show and responding to them. We love to hear from you. And also a hello to you if you're listening via the radio from throughout the world on Wednesday. Now today we'll be talking about a new good reason to eat at Seven Eleven. Also, some inspiring stories related to the 9/21 earthquake, and a German tour guide and a Polish photographer have observed some great things about Taiwan. Those stories and more coming right up. All right. So, do you guys ever eat at 7-Eleven? Oh, sure, all the time. All the time. What do you like to eat there? Um, they've got prepared meals, so that makes it handy. Oh, I guess for breakfast, you know, they have these um, rice balls, uh-huh. triangular rice balls. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're so handy, you know. Just you buy them on the go. You can eat in the car. So I usually get that a lot. I think I remember you like promoting their meals <laughs> one time. You and our former colleague Annie, yeah, right? You're right. Did yeah. you have, like? Have you tried almost everything they have? It. No. Okay. No, I've become a picky <laughs> eater now. So I, I, I pick what I, yeah, I carefully pick what I really want to eat. So what about their hot meals, like the kind that you heat up? Anything yeah, you like there? Not, not, not lately. You know, not lately. Yeah, I'm more health conscious now, and so it's like they all look like processed food. I'm sorry to say that about Seven <laughs> Eleven, <laughs> but you know, really. Yeah. Okay, so here is a new good reason to eat at Seven Eleven. They are. Um, coordinating with uh, a restaurant chain and also the region Taipei, and they're going to offer hot meals that you can order the day before. Wow! They're going to have a new menu, and you can order the meals that are going to be cooked by, you know, these restaurants and and hotel. And um, they're going to range from about 170 to 250 NT dollars, which is about six US dollars to eight US dollars. That's very reasonable. Yeah, they're going to have you know a nice meal and mostly for lunch. They're going to start off for lunch. Slightly expensive than they usually offer. Oh, definitely. Yeah, well, usually, yeah. I mean, in Taipei, you can get uh, lunch for under a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Or around a hundred and fifty and under, right? You can get a, a good lunch for under five U.S. dollars. So mm. that's a little bit on the high side, but I bet they're pretty good. They better be. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so how it's going to work is, um, they're going to deliver it to those branches. So that have a lot of uh, office workers nearby. So you can order the day before, then the hot meal will be delivered to the Seven Eleven, and then you go to the Seven Eleven, and you can just order by going on their iBon service. Oh, okay. So do you guys think wow. you're going to try that out? Yeah, um, I think we people, uh, we can't live. Um, we people in Taiwan can't live without Seven Eleven. That is so true. What yeah. do you guys so usually, convenient. What do you guys usually do at Seven Eleven? 
I know it, they offer all sorts of different services, but I usually just go for the food and snacks and food stuff and snacks. like that. Yeah, I pay my bills there. Yes. Yeah, uh, you're, you're I right. Do the right. Same thing. I, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Do yeah, online shopping there? Like I pick up my orders there, mm-hmm. and then if you're in a last minute, you need something to drink or whatever. Right. It's a great place to go. You know, I realized that you know the the lottery service, the, the what is it, the the receipt lottery. Mm-hmm. I think I um I I've won a five hundred NT, but I haven't Good had time you. to um, go to Seven Eleven and exchange it for cash, because I don't know you how to. You can do it there. I thought <laughs> you had to go to the t- post office. No, they don't do that. Oh. I I went to the post office. They don't do that, but they say convenience stores. But you have to use the machine. You have to hit some numbers and stuff. I couldn't do it. So I haven't been able to. Well, you to. can ask people to help you. Actually. I tried. Oh, when they're not so busy. I think they are extremely helpful. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. You they, have to they find a time be. when they're not too busy. I think it has to do with me, my problem. Like I don't have the 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 password or some code or not, or something like that. I don't know. I'm sure you so, can figure it out. But there's so many so. things we can do at Seven Eleven, which is which is so good, right? And there's so many right. Everywhere, everywhere, there's like Every five or so within a five minute walk. <laughs> yeah, if you have my one neighborhood on the left side of the street, you may, you you'll be sure to find one on the right side of the street. Right. Yeah, that's and now, how convenient. The big thing is that all of them have tables too to eat. Mm-hmm. So they discovered that you know the bigger the Seven Eleven is, the more people eat there and more people spend there. So now they're expanding to become like almost like a restaurant, you know. Yeah, I think they we have should ATMs. tell our yeah. American listeners mm. that Seven Elevens in Taiwan are totally different mm. from what they have in the states. Oh yeah, totally better, yeah, better, <laughs> a lot better, better version. Yeah, they have some fresh food actually, like the fresh tea eggs, which is their most popular product. Costs ten NT dollars for an egg that's been braised. They even sell fresh produce, like some vegetables and, they, and fr- tofu and, fruit, and freshly bananas. cut fruit. Yeah, and then they have Apples. you know fresh buns, like yes. meat buns. So, which means that if you forget, you know, you forgot to buy something for dinner that night, but the grocery store's closed, you can still go to Seven yeah. Eleven and get some vegetables and tofu meal. and, oh, and yeah, cook, they do. right? Yeah, That's and cook. True. So. It's, Almost everything you need is at some level. It's making us lazy. <laughs> That's sorry to say. So one more thing, they they're hoping that this can increase their sales by about ten twenty percent. So good yeah. luck to them. We actually did uh, got a comment from uh, Jen Dolari saying that you know Seven um, Elevens in America are very different. What are they, they are like? Totally, oh yeah, they are just different. totally different. Yeah, they're they're not as some place you want to hang out either. Like in Taiwan, sometimes, especially in the summer when it's really hot, you just want to go inside to. Get some cool air,、mm. and you don't mind sitting down there. They're all very clean and well kept. So I don't think the same、uh, situation in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, Douglas North just wrote us.、He's、Hi, Douglas. That, wow, wow, it's been a while. What time is it over there? I, know, I think、really. it's pretty late. So he's saying interesting. Seven.、Um, oops, I just lost it. <laughs> sorry. He's saying that Seven Elevens. Oh, sorry. I just lost it. Are you can? Can you see it? So well, yeah. If you are watching right now and you have Seven Eleven in your country, you can know tell us what it's like, what kind of role it plays in people's lives, and do people like hanging out there or even eating there?、Um, it's a big deal in Taiwan. We we go almost every day to Seven Eleven. Somebody in my family probably goes every day. Well, actually,、uh, Douglas North、uh, just wrote interesting. Seven Eleven in the states usually just has pizza, fried foods, and donuts. Oh, pizza! That sounds kind of good, though, but probably、that's, not very good pizza. I would, I would that's guess that's an upgrade. I guess not, I wouldn't mind if we had pizza at Seven Eleven. Would you eat pizza from Seven Eleven? I think they used to have packaged pizzas. 
you know, like a slice. Oh, and then you have to heat it up. And yeah, then microwave. yeah, yeah. It's been a while ago. We have a lot. We should tell them. them what we have. We have like curry <laughs> chicken and then all kinds of noodles. And there's this one guy on YouTube who ate lunch there and he got a few million hits because he was eating the whole store. <laughs> I mean, he had, you know, beef noodles and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it looked really good too, the way he ate they it. They do. They do look good. So we have a really big variety of food already, mm-hmm. but now they're going to give us um, restaurant food too, which is great. I think it's great to have more options. So yep. good luck to them. Makes life a little bit better here in Taiwan. I do want to hear what some foreigners have to say about Taiwan, especially if they're good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell You're us about. talking about the uh, the German tour guide. Uh huh. Yep. His name is Jano, and he's thirty, and uh, he's actually lived in many many countries around the world, and he's worked from, uh, you know, being a berry picking farmer to a diver in Japan and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Since he was twenty one, so he's been Sounds traveling like around. An interesting and, life. Yeah, and but he never thought that coming to Taiwan would become a tour guide. So anyway, uh, he actually now lives in Germany, but he was telling the China Post, this is where I got the story, that he was working in Australia now, and uh, he, u- oh, he used to work, uh, uh, work in Australia and lived with some Taiwanese people in a shared house. And um, he said that at first he wasn't really thrilled about going to Taiwan, but then because of all these Taiwanese roommates kept telling him about the great food and the culture and about the great you know, home country that he thought, I just got to come one day. So he did. He came in, ta- uh, in 2018 and he stayed for a year. And his first impression on Taiwan was that Taiwanese people are amazingly open-minded. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And he also said, and I quote, it says, Taiwan is safe and people are so kind. Even if you might have a plan and that plan goes wrong, it could happen that the kindness of a stranger leads you to new places and new friends. That's what he said. Um, So that's how he tells people when he wants to recommend Taiwan to them. And uh, he seems to really like Taitou, and I think that's where he's staying now. Um, So he made a video. And uh, he just really loves the rural atmosphere in Taitung. It's nothing like Taipei. It's not a city, a metropolitan city. But it, there's a lot of green and the ocean and the waves are great for uh, the surfing. Surfing, right? Yeah, it's an international surfing contest that we always have. And, uh, you know, he showed pictures of a sea of flowers in the mountains. I think it's the, um, um, what, what do you call it, Jinzhen? Uh, Oh, the golden flowers. Yeah, the golden... There are a lot of beautiful fields there. Golden needle flowers, yeah. flowers. Right, and then the hot springs and the forests and just endless hidden places that you can explore. And um, he even attended a traditional ceremony. It's the firecrackers at Master Han Dan. It's the annual Taitung Lantern Festival where they would have a guy kind of like, you know, um, bare his back, you know, upper torso, and he would ride a sort of like a some kind of, um, I think, held by some people. It's like a rickshaw or something. And, um, and then everybody would throw firecrackers at him. Ooh, okay, it's, it's a very famous um, tradition. He even took part in that, you know, due to some recommendations from some, from some friend. And he didn't know what he was looking at until he witnessed these people throwing firecrackers at the main person, you know. And he, saw, he, he, he said it was just so great that the whole city was just taking part in the event. And even in some kids from the universities there, were volunteer, volunteering in the event too. And um, so it made a great impression on him. And it shows, he said that it shows how much Taiwan's folk culture is very much alive in Taiwan. 
So Jeno, um, being in Taichung, I guess I'm assuming that he's a surfer. So he is a surfer. He loves surfing, and he's just been sharing a lot about his favorite surfing spot in Dulan. And actually, I was in Taichung this past week. Oh, and how Ta- was it? Taichung is really awesome. The sky's so blue. The water, the ocean is just so so blue and everything. And you know, um, we went to this. Um, well, anyway, just getting off the subject. We went to a famous um, baozi. Like oh, like buns. Um, yeah, buns, steam buns, steam buns, and that I remember the last time I was there. I said I remember this place. <laughs> it's like a must go kind of place, I guess. But anyway, um, Dulan, I would have wanted to go there. Um, it's part of Taichung anyway. But um, so that's where he's staying, I guess. And he really recommends a hostel called Wakari Gong. Now that's Taiwanese. It means that let me tell ya. You know, mm-hmm. let me tell you, that's the name of the hotel, the hostel, where you can rent a board and the hotel would even drive you to the beach so you can go surfing. You know? Wow. So what did you do there? Well, we? actually, we just drove around and we visited the, um, I believe it's Taidong, right? The San Xian Xia, uh, San Xian Oh, that's Tai. beautiful. I love that place. It's like, the, you know, there? this bridge and then it's did got you go eight to the arches. Top? Yeah, did you I go did. to the very I go, top? I, I went through, uh, went over four arches, I guess. Four, yeah. Arches and it goes and, to another uh, island. An island. It's like uninhabited island. Right. And right did you in go to the, the top of the, of the island? No, I didn't. Oh, you did? I did. It's yeah, the well, I was view with there a, is amazing. Really? I would have wanted to. Yeah. But are you, was, were you there with your parents or something? No, no, no. no oh, I okay. went there with my husband oh, and okay. another, my daughter's in laws. Okay. And their daughter. So. Anyway, it's but. a beautiful place. If you ever come to Taiwan, if you like natural scenery, I mean, beautiful oceans and mountains and fields, great yeah. place for cycling, too. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's that more rural, and that's how like Jenna that. likes that. Yeah, that's cool. And you also had some observations from a Polish photographer. Is that right? Yes, that is right. I think his name is Amadei. And um, it's very interesting because most people would probably say about, you know, people are friendly and food is great here in Taiwan. But he actually shares seven things that are not commonly shared among other people. And um, um, well, first of all, he's lived in Taiwan for seven years. And um, so only recently he made a YouTube video. And I watched it to see what he's talking about. Um, basically, the first one is like, it's really safe here. He's saying that Taiwan is, and he really studied the whole thing. I think as compared to Poland, you know, his home country. He was saying that Taiwan is mostly popular on the West Coast. There's mountains in the middle and there's hardly, it's not as popular on the East Coast. So when you have crowded cities, you would expect to have higher crime rate. But it's not the case with Taiwan. You know, like, for example, if you were to take public transport or night market, go to night markets or whatever, you won't see any pickpockets. And even if you do lose something, most likely someone will return it to you. And what happened to him was that one time he took his motorcycle and left the key in the scooter. And he went out and just kind of walked around for a couple of hours and forgot all about it. He came back to his scooter and someone had unplugged his key and put it in his safety helmet so that nobody else would. You know, have the temptation to. So nice. Yeah, I mean, this is this is amazing, right? I mean, I should be doing better on that when I see something. <laughs> but anyway, just a reminder. So that's one thing. Um, he's saying that customer service is awesome. People are very friendly. They're very helpful. And that if you go to the government office, you know, they understand your needs. They help you find easier solutions. They help you save time and money. And then one time he needed a physical checkup for you know getting his motorcycle license, but he got there too late. And that nurse was saying that, well, let's talk to the doctor. And the doctor was willing to work overtime to get his physical checkup for him. Oh, That's ooh. how nice our people That's are. That's very nice. And then he commented about the public health system. 
He's saying that, um, you know, you don't have to wait long line. Well, I guess compared to Poland. I mean, we do get long lines a lot here in Taiwan, right? But, um, um, and he said that doctors are very specialized in, you know, in their expertise and they're bilingual. And um, he even said about how we do better, you know, during COVID compared to our neighbor country, China, and that kind of stuff. Then he also talked about our public toilets. He was saying that it's very clean and there are lots of public toilets around. I guess very clean as in compare. I'm 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 more strict with myself. I guess Some not clean enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to say. <laughs> so, but he's saying that even if you go hiking the mountains, you can find public toilets there, and all of them are free of charge because compared in to in Europe, that you have to pay to go yes. to the toilet. That's... But anyway, and then he's saying that it's very business friendly here. He said town is an industrial nation. And sure, it's got its big companies like Foxconn, you know, Aces and Acer and all that. But there are many small to medium-sized companies that make huge impact on the world. Like, for example, he was talking about the 1999 earthquake and um, the Shinzu Industrial Park. You know, it's like our Silicon Valley. It shut down for six days. And because of that, um, they couldn't, we, we couldn't deliver memory abroad, like memory technology. I'm not, I'm not techie myself. So the price of memory market tripled because the Shinzu Industrial Park closed those six days. And then he's saying the starting business is very easy in Taiwan and people are very willing to government agencies or, you know, officers are very easy to willing to help with problems like taxes and all that. Because other countries, before you even start your business, you already have to learn about all the regulations and laws and you already have to start paying taxes without even starting your business. That's what he's saying. And he's saying that the last thing he said was that small business and restaurants in town are doing very well. So you can survive and uh, flourish on just small businesses. Actually, his very last item was uh, he actually left some blank for people to fill in, other foreigners who have you know, fallen off of Taiwan, to fill in what are some great things that people should learn from Taiwan. Oh, well, that's really nice. You know, we're yeah. a very small country. Uh, physically, so when we get praise, we get really happy about it. So <laughs> we're not trying to brag or anything, but <laughs> I think we're just like, oh, that's so nice to know, you know. Yeah. So if you have any thoughts about Taiwan, let us know in the comments below. Okay, now Monday was just yesterday, actually, National Disaster Prevention Day. It's also in memory of the 921 earthquake, which was a very big earthquake. And we do have a couple stories. Um, positive stories actually from that quake right it's called night to one earthquake because um the quake happened on september 21 um, in 1999 so that's 21 years ago i have a story about um an opera singer her name is zuo hanyi at that time when the quake um happened her whole um house was flattened wow and her parents were injured oh. however um at that time she's only um she was only 19 years old and she was about to go go abroad to go to Italy to study vocal music and she already had her you know passports and other documents ready and she had her luggage ready so but the quake um, happened and then you know the whole house was flattened and she said one thing that she felt um, deeply touched was because her parents uh, was um, they were worried about you know um, they they're really concerned about getting um, the things that she needs for her to go abroad. So she, her parents was in a hurry to get the luggage 
and get her、oh, you know、wow. paperwork, everything. She wants to.、Uh, they want to make sure that she can go abroad. But anyway, after the earthquake, um, she decided she she said to herself that maybe I should stay in Taiwan and you know get a job and earn some money because the, the whole building was flattened. However, her parents insisted on her, you know, going to Italy to study. Uh, music and because they think that's、um, her、uh, their daughter's future. So eventually, she went to Italy、um, all by herself to study vocal music. And the first year when she、um, lived in Italy, she stayed with a host、uh, with a host family, and she did not have a cell phone nor a, a regular telephone. So she said that she told Taiwan's Central News、um, Agency that she cried about for about two to three months. Oh. And then to save money,、um, she、um, didn't, you know, return to Taiwan as often as she could. But anyway, she graduated from、um, her school, and and also she got a scholarship. And so it's it's an amazing it's an amazing story. So she's a musician now. She's a musician, and she's、um, an opera singer, and she's pretty active. Right、wow!、Now. So it just shows how much her parents love her, right? Oh yes. I mean, I'm sure they. It would be nice for them to have her around, but they wanted her to pursue her dreams. Right. Maybe we should tell our listeners that the、um, 91 earthquake was a big one because、um, it killed over、um, 2,400 people, and 29 people went missing, and over 11,000 people were injured. And、um, I think the quake was.、Uh, Seven point three. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's right. On the richest、like、scale,、that. and a lot of people's houses in Nanto were flattened. Yes. So, and I also have a story about a guy who、um, started training rescue dogs after the ninety one quake.、Um, that person,、um, he actually owns a stationery stationery store,、uh, store. And so, she,、uh, and then because of that quake, he saw that how rescue dogs,、um, you know. Are able to、um, help uh, locate the, uh,、um, those people who were trapped,、uh, you know, under rubble. So、mm. he decided to train rescue dogs, and over the past sixteen years,、uh, he has successfully trained thirteen dogs. And two dogs passed the test issued by the International Rescue Dog Organization. The first time when he started training rescue dogs, her family said to him, "You must be crazy." Why did you do this? Because he spent all his money on training、wow. those rescue dogs, and it costs a lot. Because to train、um, one rescue dog for one month, it costs six hundred U.S. dollars. Wow!、And、really? To be a qualified rescue dog, they have to receive training that lasts eighteen months. Wow!、Oh, wow. Okay. Over a year and a half. So it's not a lot of money then. Something easy, right? But those rescue dogs can really save people's lives. Yes, I think that's why he got inspired to do that. That's wonderful. And I do have another story about、uh, animals. If you guys can see here, oh wow!、Uh, Taipei just opened its first of forty-five、uh, cat shelters to be opened in the city this year, and they got an Italian artist、uh, here. His name is Stefano Massetti, so he's like you know、uh, giving his print on these.、Um, Places where cats can stay. Do you guys notice cats around town? You mean stray cats? Yeah. Yeah.、Um, I see more dogs than cats. I see. A, <laughs> actually, I've noticed there's a a cat restaurant right near my home. They have like five, six, seven cats, and they're all stray cats that they've adopted.、Wow. And then there's like this hair salon place right near my, where I live, and they have like four cats. 
and you know a lot of them are adopted so i think that it's great to see people getting into the adoption of these mm. stray cats and so the taipei city animal protection office is starting it's called a midnight animal canteen, and uh, they're going to set up 45 shelters throughout Taipei. Oh, wow. They're going to be feeding the cats, taking care of them, uh, neutering them, vaccinating them, and hopefully giving them a home as well. Oh. So it's well, hey. nice. So we wanted you to hear those great stories. Sometimes during tough times, we see a lot of um, great things happen and people who decide to help out, right? Mm-hmm. And um, step up to help others. And I think those are great stories to hear at a time like this. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, for here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Paula Chow. We'll see you next time. Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. for just the classics this week, Catherine Wei. That was Zhang Hui's song, Ge Ao, the Taiwanese word for wife. Literally, the characters of Ge Ao means the back of the home or the backbone of the household, which is often the wife in traditional Taiwanese marriages. This is a love letter from wife to husband, weaving a story of a strong bond that can hardly be broken by death. This makes my grandmother tear up each time she listens to it. In fact, Today's edition of Just the Classics is a love letter written with my grandparents at its center. My grandfather had passed away in the fall of 2014. Fall is lovely in Taiwan, but it makes me especially sad seeing my grandmother remember and miss him around this time of the year. So today we're revisiting old Taiwanese classics that my family remembered listening to with my grandfather, or songs that remind me of my grandparents.
In this song, told from the point of view of the wife, she says to the husband, when it is time for us to go, I hope that you go before me. Um, I hope that you pass away before I do because I don't want to see you cry tears of sadness for me if I do pass first. And that was exactly what my grandmother wanted. My grandfather had passed first, so she spared him the heartbreak of seeing her pass before he did. My grandfather was a sweet man who grew up during the Japanese colonial time in Taiwan. This next song isn't Taiwanese-Taiwanese, but it was popular in Taiwan among those in his generation who also grew up during the Japanese rule. This song is from my mother to my grandfather, who is her father. She remembers him putting this song on blast on New Year's Day every year when she and my uncles were children, waking them up for a feast of a breakfast. This international hit song is known as sukiyaki in the English-speaking community, dubbed so for non-Japanese speakers to remember it better. But its real name is Ueo Muide Aruko, meaning marching forward with your head high, by the Japanese singer Kyu Sakamoto. My mom remembers this song fondly as the bond she shared with her father when she was young and he was a young man. Thank you. 
In 2013, when my grandfather had to stay in the hospital because his health was deteriorating and his memory was also starting to go, my mom downloaded this song and put it on for him on New Year's Day that year and hoped that she could jog his memory a little. I saw nothing in his eyes, but he was alert for it and maybe he did remember. We'll never know for sure, but... I will always play the song for my children when I do have children one day as a way to keep this tradition alive in my family. This next song is also by Zhang Hui, who dominated the pop scene in Taiwan starting in the 1980s. She sang mostly in Taiwanese and is known by her nickname Erjie, second sister to her fans, because she is the second child in a family with four children. The lyrics tell the mother's love for her children, but here, this is from me to my grandmother, who rocked me to sleep countless nights when my mother was too exhausted from caring for me during the day when I was a baby. This song is Galilam Diao Diao, or Holding You Tightly, by Zhang Hui. Thank you. 
And in this part of the love letter that we're writing together, this is from my grandmother to her home, Taiwan. She has always loved Taiwan so fiercely that I have grown to love this small island where we grew up safe and sheltered. Formosa is the name of this song, or Meili Dao in Chinese, which means beautiful island. It sings of Taiwan's gorgeous landscapes and its brave, resourceful people who keep the spirit of the island alive. When I say safe and sheltered, I think that was more for my mother's generation and mine. But for my grandparents' generation, they had gone through multiple governments and uh, had to work really hard making a good life for their family here in Taipei. Every time I listen to this song, I see my grandmother dabbing away tears and I use it as a way to try to uh, understand my family better and my roots here in Taiwan. Oh, 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 oh,
The next song today is also today's last song. I'm using it to bid you good night from my family to yours. Fei Ching, the singer, is also a household name in Taiwan. He's also a favorite of my grandmother's, like Zhang Hui. And I had gotten my grandmother tickets to see Fei Ching's goodbye concert before he retired in 2018. The tickets, I think on the news it said, were sold out in less than 30 seconds. So my grandmother didn't end up going. She said she was too old, too tired, but I will always remember her eyes shining and that she proudly went around telling her friends that her granddaughter had managed to snack tickets to a show that sold out within seconds. I'm still very glad that I had gotten the tickets and it will always be a very fond memory of mine.
And that was this week's Just the Classics. Thank you for tuning in, and I appreciate your patience allowing me to use this kind of as a selfish opportunity to tell my family's story and to write my family a love letter that we can all listen to and cherish when we're older. Thank you for tuning in again. Good night, and until next time, I'm your host, Catherine Way. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.